And this is Andy. Welcome to Hugging and Learning, the podcast where we look back at very special episodes of television from the past to see what they have to teach us today. Today we are going to be talking about Saved by the Bell, Season 2, Episode 9, the episode Jesse's Song. Yay. Very famous, very special episode. We made it. You can watch it on Hulu, first aired November 3rd, 1990. And we have a very special guest today, Brian Otaño. Hi, everybody. Hey, Brian. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Great. All right. Fantastic. Brian is a writer. Brian is a culture vulture. Brian knows all kinds of things about all kinds of uh, different media. And so we're just excited to have him in the room today. Absolutely. And Brian, this is your idea to do Jesse's song, correct? Absolutely. It's definitely one of the biggest, Mm -hmm. most well-known, very special episodes. Is it the most special, special episode? We'll find out. Who knows? But first... When we vote. When we vote. At the end, whenever we (laughs) fulfill our blood yeah. and into the podcast, vote and kill ourselves. Mm-hmm. Today we have a snack that you found at the grocery store, I did. Andy. What is it? I went back to the Oreo well. Mm. It is mint <laughs> chocolate chip Oreo, an Oreo in collaboration with Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Smells very minty from here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, fucking Oreo. We yeah. know what's going to happen. Let's, Let's just do fucking it. do it. <laughs> There you go. Mint chocolate. It's mint. What is it? Mint chocolate chip Oreo? I don't, I wouldn't go that far. It tastes I like a mint. Either. It may, tastes like a mint chocolate, like a, like a Girl Scout yeah. cookie thin mint or like a Numino's mint. Sure. I mean, that's a solid combination. It's mint chocolate. That's a winner. It's not breaking any new ground in the no. mint chocolate scene. It's not. And it doesn't taste particularly like ice cream, which there's, it, it I mean, it's, there's ice cream on the packaging. I think it's supposed to taste like ice cream, but I think it's good. I'd eat five or six or 12 of these. They should try cotton candy ice cream Oreos. Mm. Have you ever tried cotton candy ice cream? Mm-hmm. I did once, but it was it was a long time ago. They might not have perfected the cotton candy technology. So it was like little hard wads of cotton no. candy flavor. Oh, no, 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 it's no. It's not no. what you yeah, want. Nope. It's not great. That's not correct. It wasn't. <laughs> You're right. Uh, incorrect. It was the wrong way to go about things. I had a, I, I, before Hurricane Sandy wiped out Coney Island, there was an old candy store that sold Hershey's ice cream. Mm-hmm. And they had a cotton candy flavor that I became obsessed with for Ooh. the rest of that summer. It was so, it might have been the summer of 2012, like pre Sandy. And Baskin Robbins makes a cotton candy flavor, but it isn't the same. Also, I eat it and just taste diabetes. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. That'll happen. The best things. Yeah. It's the most so delicious. Bring that on. Like, mm, I'm going to have to pay for too much money for insulin pretty yep. soon. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, I, it's Oreo, by the way. If you think of a flavor, just wait a couple months, they'll come out with yeah. it. Yeah, and then if it's really good, they'll discontinue it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention the writers of this episode are Tom Tinowich and Peter Engel. 
Yeah. Peter Engel is the executive producer on the show. Went on to write a book about his time on Saved by the Bell called I Was Saved by the Bell, Stories of Life, Love, and Dreams That Do Come True. Came out in November of 2016. I'll talk about that more at the end. Oh, sure. And of Um, course, I am knowledgeable of the behind the scenes from the... (laughs) Lifetime movie <laughs> behind the bell, right? The yeah. unauthorized documentary <laughs> right. with kids who don't look like the real kids. We all have our sources. It's um, very true. Also, Let's, when you're trying to watch this, we've talked about this when covering Saved by the Bell before. The seasons are, are out of sync. So yeah. IMDb calls this season two. Hulu says it's season three because yep. of the whole like when they were in junior high and Haley Mills was on the show. Whether or not that's season one or something else. So if you're trying to watch it on Hulu. It's uh, season three, episode nine. Well, let's talk about this goddamn episode of television. Let's do it. So, uh, we usually start out by asking our guests, like, what drew them to this episode? Like, what what does Jesse's song mean to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesse's song is this just delectable taste of what we would be getting years after the fact when Elizabeth Berkeley tried For real. and succeeded in Drama. absolutely shattering dancing her inappropriate image. outfits yes dolphin sex in a pool dolphin sex in a pool when she when she starred in showgirls yeah absolutely and of all of the saved by the bell episodes this is the one that has survived in the lucive that is my mind. Like I don't, sure. rem- I could not, I can't remember any of the other ones. I remember glimpses of Mario Lopez and mm-hmm. Mark Paul Gossler, like frolicking shirtless on the beach when they Absolutely. were, so you know, at the beach club. I remember w- Leah Remini yeah. was on the show. I remember yeah. her very distinctly. I remember her, like her gelled hair and her leather jacket. And I remember Elizabeth Berkeley flying off the handle <laughs> on pills yeah. and, my culture daddies, Paul and Douglas, uh, those are just two of them, just older gay men who sat me down and, like, you know, introduced me to, you know, camp films and cult classics. They showed me Valley of the Dolls mm. when I was uh, probably 22, 23 sure. years old. And I kept thinking about this the whole time. And I think there's something, I picked this episode because there's something sort of really fertile in the land of camp about for sure uh, drug addiction I mean you have the pivotal seminal line in this the I'm so excited I'm so scared is up there with you know kitschy things like no more wire hangers or mm-hmm. in yeah. showgirls the 100% different places lines yes. different yeah. places <laughs> yeah Slam, as she slams down her friend's fries. fries I think that oh. there is a lot of confusion around what camp is as evidenced by this year's Met Gala, Met Gala. so uh, why don't you give us the Tencent explanation of camp. What do you think? I I I cannot really speak to what camp is in terms of fashion, but I can but in terms of film, in terms of cinema, I could say that, you know, my take on camp is that it is campy films set out to be high art and face plant so spectacularly uh-huh. in their execution. I find more often than not, a lot of the camp classics were, when they were made, those people didn't really know that they were making something that was Mm -hmm. going to be in the annals of cinemas. Like, you know, these so bad they're funny movies, you know, Mm -hmm. and there there, there are degrees of that. Like there are some like example, I don't know if I, I talk about this, but like I just saw, I saw Ma. Yeah. Octavia Spencer's horror movie. I heard uh, ups and downs that about came it. out in the spring, and it wasn't bad enough to be camp. See, it's it's a matter of you can't plan for it. This combination of misguided uh, subject matter with this 
earnest, we're going to make it kind of right. vibe to it. It's, right. it's portrayed like in its essence in Waiting for Guffman, where it's like, guys, this could go to Broadway. Yeah. Mm. Like we're doing something <laughs> so important here and we're 100% committed and it is fucking terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, Manos, the Hands of Fate. I mean, these are, these are all just cult things, campy things. It's just. Yeah. Prime examples are, if you ask me. Value the dolls, mm-hmm. showgirls, <laughs> mommy dearest. Hairspray is hairs- hairspray feels like like the original, not the musical. Feels like camp to me. Well, yes, but it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. It's set oh, out I to see. be a so comedy. Camp is unintentional. Yes, it's hard. Yes, usually comedy things don't tend to fall in there because they're you know by their very nature self-effacing. I right. Think. Um, it's it's nice when somebody's like really trying to do a dramatic moment mm-hmm. and that ends up being hilarious. Then it just transcends. The the Susan Sontag definition of camp that people refer to, I think it's more to do with with fashion, but it seems to be applicable. This came from her 1964 Partisan Review essay, Notes on Camp, and she says that the essence of camp is its love of the unnatural, of artifice and exaggeration, and that when something is just bad rather than camp, it's often because the artist hasn't attempted to do anything really outlandish. So if something can be fantastic or too much or not to be believed, but to be camp, it has to have been... Something really outlandish and amazing has to be attempted and then fallen flat on. But with like a a pure earnestness, like they really thought that this was going to resonate. This would be the next classic whatever. Right, right. And I think we get a little bit of that here. Four rooms? The room. The room. The room. 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 It's it's amazing because you have like... Golden. Yes, that's a great example. So good it's bad, plus the the hubris involved in, in everybody trying their best and just falling apart. Just mm-hmm. failing. It's great. I think we get a little bit of that here, or maybe we get a little bit of it in all very special episodes where it's like, so. we are going to teach kids the dangers of X, and then it just ends up hilarious. Absolutely. Just uh. quickly, in case you grew up in an Amish enclave and you don't know what Saved by the Bell is. Like, it, a, like a particularly under a rock Amish right. enclave. I feel like they know. Uh, it aired for four seasons between 1989 and 1992, which I've mentioned before baffles me because I thought that show was on for 10 years. Mm. Because it ran in syndication endlessly when I was a kid. The ordinary world of the show is light high school problems and hijinks. There's a lot of worrying about tests and dances and dates and getting caught by teachers for doing very mild stuff. So if you remember a very special episode of 90s TV, it's probably this one. And it is probably because they didn't tackle very hard issues very often. Mm-hmm. This was no. a real departure. In fact, it's a real departure for this show because we've talked before about how Saved by the Bell can always shoehorn in a B and a C plot line, mm-hmm. no matter what. And this episode, they didn't even try it. This is yeah. all Jesse's song. Mm-hmm. Jesse's problem has B and mm-hmm. C storylines <laughs> to it. So, uh, like all good episodes of Saved by the Bell, we start at The Max, mm-hmm. which is the cafe that I assume is directly across the street from this high school. If not on campus. If not right. If not you can like work there on your lunch from break. Science. <laughs> if like, you're Kelly, you can go to lunch yes. at the, work at The Max for an Later hour on, and get to your class. The motherfucking the principal will have like an open faced sandwich and some string beans here, and that's okay. And that's fine too. In my town, that would have shut the place down for good. <laughs> With the principal 
night there. Let's never fucking go there again. <laughs> that Denny's is off limits now. Mm. So it's geometry midterm week. No other midterms are mentioned. So yeah. it's just the geometry midterm week. And Zach's not worried, of course, but Jesse is. Jesse is, you know, the she's the student council president. She is the brainiac. She wants to go to Stanford. She's very high achiever. So she's studying hard. She's drinking all this coffee, which she doesn't like the taste of, and putting all this pressure on herself about how this midterm will determine whether or not she gets into Stanford. Her whole life hinges on geometry, which is mm-hmm. a tough place to start. It really is. That is when it's like, uh-oh, geometry right. problems. And, and we found ourselves in a weird planet of this show where somehow Jesse's making bad grades. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Geometry is the thing that has somehow stumped her. It's not calculus. It's what was that one like thing? What's it called again? Physics. Uh, a circle. Oh, come on, Jesse. It's sophomore <laughs> level math. I would feel better if she was like, this calculus, calculus is yes. really fucking mm. with me. Or trigonometry. Right. Or string theory. <laughs> something Something that's like, because later on, like, look, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I've got two. Did you do spoilers? No, I've got two big theories about this episode. <laughs> okay. And one of them is we see Jesse studying from moment one until she's taking this test. She uh, goes on drugs to study even more. And she doesn't do a very good job. So maybe Stanford just wasn't going to happen for you. Also, if, if you were stumped by geometry. Also, from if the you go. have this much stress over your geometry, yeah. high school geometry midterm, maybe you don't want to go to a rigorous academic environment. Yeah. Like, that might break your mind. Did you hear about Jesse? Uh, she went to orientation and got hooked on heroin. <laughs> what a amaz- tour was too much for her. Yeah. <laughs> what amazes me about it is that they, they somehow missed the golden opportunity of making this a fable about the dangers of getting into the entertainment industry. Because all the <laughs> oh. while she's, you know, got this girl group. Yeah. Saved by the Bell usually does their calls to adventure within the first line or two of the show. And right now we know why the ordinary world is disrupted. It's midterms week. And as Brian said, Jesse's not doing well, which is very unordinary. But we're not quite sure what journey we're on yet. Everyone's at the max making jokes at Screech's expense, looking way Mm. too old to me in high school like they always do. And also, it turns out in this episode, we've never seen a glimpse of this before. No. That Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse are able to sing the Pointer Sisters I'm So Excited in perfect three-part unison without even really trying. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, three-part, I, I misheard you, but yes, three-part unison, by the way, the most complicated it's thing. It's the same voice. Wait, it's what, three tracks of wait, the same voice. What am I supposed to sing? Oh, yes, that person singing it right now. I'll just join in. Okay, first things first. They don't have the rights to this song. Mm-mm. They sing a verse, and then later on, Jesse will sing one-fifth of the chorus three times. They don't have rights to it. They're all singing the same part. The song contains the line, Pleasures in the Night, which yeah. made me feel gross. Inappropriate for high schoolers to be singing. And then bonus, when I went to look up the lyrics and typed in Pleasures in the Night, I found a romance novel <laughs> no, by Sylvia don't. Day, no, where a woman gets don't. nightmare fucked by a pirate ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know that, and now everybody Was else she knows on the that. same pills as Jesse? Maybe. You know. we'll see. Also, this is like an eight-year-old song. I mean, are they just teeing this up for the last scene so she can say, I'm so excited, I'm so scared? Is this whole... is? Did they write that line and then retrofit the song? Well, maybe they were just that out of touch where they thought, oh, yeah, the Pointer Sisters will really speak to the kids. I mean, yes. that's, yes. that's solid. You know? yes. One of the Pointer Sisters I found out while I was doing not much research uh, died of uh, the crack habit. Oh. oh. 
Oh, hey. uh, well, I'm not trying to bring people down. I'm just saying. What well, year? Next. When did she die? Uh, it was like the early 2000s, I believe. Oh, oh damn. Okay. Well, yeah, no. well, this is grim for I'm both. I'm doing my best, episode. guys. Yeah. But yeah. I think they just like threw a dart at a jukebox. <laughs> and they're like, that's the one. <laughs> well, because Zach Morris is trash, <laughs> he immediately wonders how he can make money off the fact that he has three hot girlfriends with identical voices. Yeah. So he says a friend of his dad's is a record producer who's looking to sign a new girl group like New Kids on the Block. And that's how easy Hollywood is, kids. Yeah. Mm. You just got to know That's why we're all in a boy and girl group. Yep. Right? I, I have to turn down offers every single day. Yeah, I just don't have time for all my I'm groups. Like, I, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm in five boy groups already, and it's getting up uncomfortable at this point. Right. I'm just so tired from all I the I feel like I should be menudoed out by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Zach becomes the Lou Pearlman of the crew. Exactly. <laughs> Quote Zach, I'll Except be your manager. Little... We'll make a fortune. This absolutely cannot wait until after midterms. No. <laughs> this moves fast, baby. That friend of my dad's needs to see you this week. He was just talking about girl groups and how he wanted girl groups and how he needed girl groups right now. So now we're, we have crossed the first threshold into the special world, except... Fun twist is the girls don't agree to this. They're yeah. like, no, we don't have time. Jesse especially is like, it's midterms week. I don't have time to be to start a girl group here. <laughs> we have a moment of the refusal of the call, but obviously this is too big a shot to miss. So Zach is just going to answer the call for them sure, and, then, sure. and then clue them in later. Yes, enter Screech in some old lady drag. Yeah. With, with righteous <laughs> Light hips, Irish That's really nice. Yeah. They really have a, a body-inclusive <laughs> drag act later on. It's nice. Usually just throw some big boobs in there, but it's like shady. Yeah, yeah big girls no, it's proportionate. God bless. It's true. So, but before we do that, we're going to go to geometry class. Lord have mercy. <laughs> this scene might as well fucking... Uh, it's just fucking terrible. Like, every line is, like, supposed to be a joke. Mm-hmm. This is one of the, the, the things that if you took all of the laugh track, out. laugh track out of it, it would seem downright sinister. Yeah. There's it would so just much... be like, there'd be so much problematic matter in this. Yeah. And this is also a thing like we've seen before where they front load a lot of jokes at the front mm. part of the episode because they're going to not have a laugh track later. Right. And they want to make make all their joke points real early on. Sure. So this is just like, it's geometry class, the teacher's handing back quizzes, Jesse got a C, which is lower than Zach. She is shocked and dismayed. Slater offers to help Jesse study for the midterm tonight at her place, and she agrees. Yep. They're not dating yet. At this point in Saved by the Bell canon, they're, this is season two. They're developing feelings for each other. They're not officially boyfriend-girlfriend uh, yet. We can, we can put a pin in that for the... the because they definitely they kiss. They do yeah. kiss, but then it is. But isn't... he does kind of act like it's the first time. Exactly. Ever... Yes, or and the it first isn't time he's like ever kissed. Period. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> he gets real excited about this. He's oh. so excited. This. He's so, <laughs> so excited. excited. Let's see how many so of us we can excited. shoehorn into this <laughs> podcast episode. Oh, and by the way, the teacher is fully just reading everybody's grades aloud. Yes. Fuck that. <laughs> yes. Well, I've told you about my horrendous experiences with grades hand getting handed back Did before. We- talk about it on this episode that we did maybe i went to a catholic school grades k through eight and all of the all of the tests would get on a weekly basis the tests would be stapled up on a bulletin board so everybody knew what everybody else got i also went to catholic school where routinely tests would be handed back in order so like the best score would be given back first all the way down through and if you were the last so they weren't reading the actual number aloud but you knew you you knew your rank you knew where you were especially if you were in the middle you could be like oh that's just a way to figure out you know who to cheat off of and who not to (laughs) right 
so Zach tells Screech, hey, you're going to sneak into the girls' locker room, because that's where the girls said that they practiced singing their song in perfect unison, and you're going to record them <laughs> without See, the their knowledge. you're saying this, if you just, if you just gave him like a, a 30s gangster voice, you're going to go in that locker room, <laughs> see? And you're going to record them, see? That would be better. Yeah, hijinks. Now. Cut to the girls' locker room, and Jesse's trying to study in the locker room. The other girls are like, take a break. Screech enters dressed in some light Irish drag. He's got prosthetic hips and a boobs and an accent and a wig. And he says whenever he's depressed, it helps him to sing a song. Yeah, This isn't okay, by the way. Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> no. No. Oh, yeah. And he says oh, yeah. his name is Sinead O'Connor because that's the only name that he could think of. The only of. Irish name he can think of. Congrats, dummy. Like, you haven't <laughs> done that. He mentions that he's done this a million times before. Right. You would think that he would try to escape the moment by, you know, building a backstory. It's not me, Screech. It's uh, also Debbie O'Gibson. Wait, 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 wait. Gibson. Is this not Screech's first... Is this Screech's first appearance uh, in, in drag? In drag or no? No. no. It's his first <laughs> appearance in this episode in drag. Fair. Right. That is a constant <laughs> like. Are you gonna? Are you really gonna ask me to believe of all the things I'm being asked to believe in this episode? The Zach, if if the if the disguise is going to be so paltry mm. that you can obviously tell it's Screech, mm. that Zach is not going to take this opportunity to put some sort of dumb disguise on himself and sneak into the girls' locker room. Yeah, I think. Did they do that in another episode? Of course. Sure yeah. they have. <laughs> there you of go. Of course. Dude, if he, if Saving he, the acorns, you know. What is he, like 12 or 13? <laughs> you're to fight over who gets to sneak into the girls' mm. locker room at this point. No, By they're, the way, not, it's they're like, not okay. They're like 16 at this point. They're Are older they? than 12 it's or 13. Fine. But yeah, no, it's not okay. Also, luckily, everyone is fully clothed. Yeah, mm. luckily. In the locker room. But that's yeah. not a guarantee. And he's he Screech also has some like James Bond level technology. He has a mop that is actually a very good recording device, like a microphone that makes pristine recordings Mm -hmm. in a mop bucket. (laughs) And he's Kelly breaks out a boombox that has the backing tracks from so excited on it. And (laughs) she probably got a single (laughs) with the fucking I'm so excited on one side and the backing tracks on the other. And Screech is mopping around them, somehow recording them with this this microphone mop hybrid. This thing must work really well because we immediately cut away and just assume that Screech has taken a pristine recording of yeah, them singing. It's good enough that uh, Zach announced to, uh, announces to them. Wait, did we go to Jesse's room after yeah. this? Okay. So the girls are now on a journey. They don't know they're on. All right. Let's talk about Jesse's room. We go to Jesse's room. <laughs> oh, my God. The aesthetic. Good the God. aesthetic. The it aesthetic. is a mess in here. It is. I mean, okay. So she's got on one end of the spectrum, like, uh, you know, ballet slippers. Yep. You know, a big Raggedy Ann looking kind of doll. Girls that on doll. point. We're going to take a tour to just talk about that doll. <laughs> and then all of these Greenpeace posters uh-huh. that just preach about like uh, the, you know, nuclear imminent war. nuclear holocaust. Absolutely. And a big poster for The Cure. The Cure's in there. It's the and only then, band I saw was The Cure, which then, she doesn't seem the type, but nope. okay. This seems the most accurate thing. She's got two ceramic masquerade masks yeah. on the wall and I'm like yes that's correct are they, are they comedy tragedy masks or are they, no. they aren't they're both like the, the female face with like the intricate mask yes. over the white ceramic like some sort of pseudo harlequin yeah. kind of Venetian yeah. but not really sort of as thing. a theater kid I can tell you every girl had one of these <laughs> or 12 of these and yeah she's got a doll that's definitely possessed <laughs> was it a raggedy Ann doll it wasn't a raggedy Ann doll it's just like a One of those slightly like floppy too yeah slightly dolls. too big yeah like you could look at it and be like 
is there a little person hiding in there? <laughs> We've seen episodes where there have been little people hiding Ooh, in dolls. Oh, it's a steeple size. doll. So it's always a concern. So Jesse and Slater are studying, mm-hmm. and she's really stymied by geometry still. Sure. Uh, triangles are so hard. And Zach bursts in through the window, as is his wont, and tells her that the record producer has already listened to the secret tape from five hours ago <laughs> yep. and loves the group. And thinks somehow, e- what, how, thinks that Jesse is the best, even though he, they're yeah, all singing. three lines in a locker room on a mop mic. <laughs> and they're all singing the same part. Yeah. And their voices are identical. There's no way to differentiate between them. And yet somehow this person was like, the curly haired one. That's the best <laughs> one right the there. the best one. Wait, which one? The one who's singing that one right there. Yeah. The oh, tall, white sounding one. <laughs> yeah. First, Jesse's angry, of course, that her privacy was violated, but she gets over it almost immediately mm. uh, with some flattery. So Zach is like, uh, we'll talk about it later, and he's he's gone, and then Slater is going to leave, and this is where he, f- he sees the caffeine pills for the first time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're Lord. called Keep Alert. Sounds like a security system. hundred <laughs> percent, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's where you have a security guard who is on caffeine pills. <laughs> and every time he falls asleep, he slaps you. <laughs> <laughs> it's low-tech, but effective. It's true. Um, she got these over the counter to help her stay awake to study. Uh, Slater looks at the bottle and, and says, does it say on the bottle that they could be habit forming? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's some honesty there. <laughs> so He's this like, is- whoa, these are really strong. They're a lot stronger than coffee. And Jesse blows them off. She says they're harmless. They sell them over the counter. What could go wrong? No, I won't take them anymore. You know, if you don't want me to. And then she kisses him goodbye, and as soon as he's gone, she pops a pill. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. She can't be dating Slater. She's already <laughs> in a relationship with caffeine pills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Total quiet in this moment. No audience reaction of any kind. Oh, but then we get, like, the the sad Saved by the Bell guitar to let us know that. <laughs> <laughs> to let us know we should be concerned. Yeah. Wow, wait a second. That is the rockin' tune that lets me know everything's okay. All right. But they trust us that we we know something's wrong. They don't need the audience there going, ooh. Yeah, it's yeah. true. So that's the end of Act 1. Congratulations, we made it. Yeah. We made it. It's Jesse has gone from geometry is hard to full-on yeah. caffeine pill addict. And we've gotten, we've gotten Chekhov's fistful of caffeine pills. <laughs> yes, mm. and Chekhov's I'm so excited on the jukebox. <laughs> yes. Chekhov's Pointer Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> There's three of them. They'll never get to Moscow. Okay. The next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. There was a good Chekhov Three Sisters joke in there. We got there. <laughs> Your theater degree at work. Finally. Okay, the next day, Jesse is bothering Principal Belding at the max. He's just trying to enjoy his lunch. He's just trying to have lunch in peace by himself. Um, And she's like, I'm never going to get into Stanford geometry so hard. And he's like, relax. You haven't taken the test yet. Also, I'm going to write you a great letter of recommendation. For what that's worth. Right. Mm. Dear Stanford, so I'm eating a sandwich out of the max. I'm sorry about all the tear stains on this letter. I just cry all the time. And gravy. Um, (laughs) Belding says there's even a college out there for Zach, which sends Jesse off into a patented dream sequence. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do so bad. I bet that's the school I'll end up with. Surf University? Surf University. (laughs) Just already like a 1980s sex romp as it is. Right. And they couldn't shoot this outside on an actual beach. No. They have to take the same classroom set from the geometry class. Throw a lifeguard's chair in it. Yeah. Yeah. 
put some fucking sand on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach is is studying at Surf University. It, studying, he's studying. He's drinking babes. something. No one is studying. The teachers don't teach. Zach is wearing socks and sneakers to the beach. Uh, which is an outrage on its own. Thank you, thank you for catching. Yes, that. that's truly. The girls are in flip flops, and Jack is and Zach is lying there in a beach chair and sneakers. And I was just like, "You obviously are not committed to your course of study." <laughs> Jesse's outraged at Surf University. She demands to learn, but this falls on deaf ears. Deaf radical ears. Yes, the same teacher who taught before is now. He comes in with a weird shopping bag. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm going to catch some rays instead of teaching." And then she's she's like, "But I demand to learn." And he says, "You'll have to talk to the dean of students, which is Belding with a surfboard." The surfboard mm-hmm. going cowabunga. Yeah, it's not great. This all right. The poorly written flashbacker. The poorly written dream sequence aside, she has put her best friend and the gentleman she's talking to in this shitty university. She's like, yeah, Zach, he didn't learn anything. He's a stupid piece of shit. And you, sandwich at the max guy. <laughs> You're probably going to teach to get there. a job there. Yeah. yeah, so we're all in this sinking ship Yeah. if, if she fails her geometry midterm. Um, so when the dream sequence is over, she looks at Belting and goes, I'm going to ace that test no matter what it takes. Watch out, geometry. Mm. Back at school, again, this is maybe the most unbelievable part is how fast their record making <laughs> career is their taking off. <laughs> Lightning fucking speed. Good so God. back at school, Zach tells all the girls the record company loves their tape. So like the tape they recorded in the locker room yeah. yesterday uh-huh. has already made it to his dad's friend who's brought it into his workplace. They've listened to it 24 hours later. They basically have a record deal on the table. Oh, it is yes. not Elation. for sure. And a music video crew just oh, like yes. set yes. up to on make it happen standby. for them. Yes. Right? But let's, it's not in the bag yet because these people are looking at two other groups, Spiked Lobes and Buns, Buns on, on the, the Run. run. <laughs> no, there were three other, because there was another thing about a zit. There was like zit. Oh, the zit hit group. Yep. Zit hit group. So it's the competition's fierce. fucking fierce. Fucking fierce. They really pop. Yeah, well, Screech says they sound like a breakout group. <laughs> a breakout group. Congrats. You, you, you got a silver... No, that's great. <laughs> Miles, you just need to know that you got a silver medal in that joke Olympics to Screech. Uh, and and, and the, the gr- Jesse's group is named the Hot Sundays. Yeah, who Zach named that group? Them. Zach named that's them. Right. Without any kind of vote. No female agency. This episode should have been called Do you know Valley what a hot, hot Sunday? Sundays. Valley of the Hot Sunday. You know what a Hot Sunday is, spelled this way, with an A-E on the end? It's just a bowl of melted. Yeah. <laughs> There's it's a not, hot Sunday. Yeah. is the grossest thing well, I can think well, of. Well, that is it's where we're headed by the end of this yes. episode. <laughs> oh. Emotionally, it's some sort yes. of meltdown, as it were. Ew. Yes, meltdown. I exactly. thought that was going to get as good as fucking the hot Sunday meltdown. Miles Powers over there. <laughs> so Zach says they to change to make up the record company's mind. They need to produce a music video tonight. Again, this sure. cannot even yes. wait till the weekend. What in the fuck? And Jesse, <laughs> Jesse's like, I have a midterm. I have honor society. I have a big student council meeting. And Zach says, come on, Jesse. You can't let everyone down. Zach Morris is trash. Yeah. And the other girls chime in and make this a unison guilt trip because that's all they know how to do. Yeah, everybody's a piece unison. of shit in this episode, yep. by the way. Everyone leaves and Jesse pops an upper. Like, yeah, well, she's going to have to go leotard shopping Je- in a moment. Jesse so. pops an upper and then we cut to a shot of her jumping into yeah. the frame <laughs> yep. in, the, in, in this leotard fantasy. I clocked that there are two different takes of this music video where oh, they're yeah. wearing two different outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. In one uh, uh, shot, she's got like a banana clip in and the other, you know, 
it was the details here. Yes. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> yes. really spoke to me. Sometimes it's, when they're jumping on a trampoline, that's right. There's fucking it's, tramp it's choreography. It's an aerobics that's right. sort of themed music video. So it's a fully produced music video for Hot Sunday's original song. Yeah. Complete with aerobics and high cut leotards, a lot of choreography, costume changes, a very intricate set in a location that they've somehow procured that overlooks the glittering lights of Los Angeles. Still, <laughs> Wait, what? Still, I didn't notice that. that. Doesn't yeah, have like. like Windows in the back with like a skyline. I just assumed it was their shitty school gym. Oh no, this is like a location someone scouted. Or maybe their school's just fucking fancy as hell. Still, everyone, everything is sung in unison, and their voices are identical. Yeah. Or they could have gone to a fair or an amusement park (laughs) and stood in front of a blue screen and had this all happen. Absolutely, it gave me that kind of a fantasy for sure. But the thing is that like we, there is no way that we, the audience in 1990 are not supposed to love the shit out of this. Which is We are supposed to watch this and be like, oh my God, they're, they've got a shot. Listen, they're listen. They're gonna make it. The choreo was tight. I was watching <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I mean, I was watching this particularly because Elizabeth Berkeley is uh, trained in dance and she didn't nail it. I mean, I'll give there's, it to her. I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> ironically, there's so little, in Showgirls, there's so little tramp dancing. Just what I call trampoline dancing. Uh-huh. There's other kinds of tramp dancing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was the original name of the movie. (laughs) Tramp Dance. Tramp Dance. Yeah. Showgirl's choreography is like Fosse on crystal meth. (laughs) This is a little bit like Olivia Newton-John on Keep Alert. It might as well be Let's Get Physical, except these are like 16-year-old girls with like leotards up their butts. That's the thing. If you watch the Zach Morris's Trash episode about... So Zach Morris's Trash is a web series made by Funny or Die. You can watch them on YouTube. I will link to the Zach Morris's Trash episode about this episode of Say by the Bell. Mm. His um at this point when he's like, it's mostly butts. The music video it's is mostly butts. mostly butts. And unsurprisingly, the people at the record company love the butts. Yeah. So Well he heard that they were after buns on the run. They're like, well, what about butts <laughs> right. jumping up and down? How about that? How about buns on tramps? Not a zit in sight either. Not a nope. zit in sight. Glutes I mean, in the air. You say Leotard up the butt, I mean that's sort of a redundancy as far as I'm is concerned. It, if you think back on the time, like I, I mean, not. is there a Leotard that isn't so just like up in the crevices? Cut. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. at least they, they're wearing it's a French like, cut. Leggings underneath them. Yeah. But we get like some severe <laughs> haunch outlines. Oh my gosh. This is, <laughs> we, we talked about this on another episode where like the 70s into the 80s, like it was very important that the bathing suits and leotards came way, way oh, yeah. up. Like up above your get, hip bones. Yeah. Where you could like scratch your armpits with just like barely moving it aside. Yeah. So the, the girls and Zach presumably make this video in one night. And yep. of course, by the next day, the record company has already watched it, and they want to see the girls perform live at the Max on Friday night, the same day as the midterm, which is tomorrow. Yep. So Hot Sunday then needs to rehearse, and Jesse also needs to study for her geometry midterm. How's she going to do it this all, is, though? They've gone from unknown uh-huh. to... A and R men and women coming to check them out. They're, they're gonna bring in a contract. Days. <laughs> they're gonna at bring the diner, a contract no with Yes. Them. And it's sort of like, okay, if they want us so bad we can't push one day, so this happens the day after the midterm, maybe. Hey, you know who's ready to perform the at the max? Buns on the run. <laughs> buns on the run can perform tomorrow. Buns on the run. They're not buns on the gentle walk. <laughs> buns on the run is getting it done. That's so, their song. Yep, that's their song. So 
she points out, Jesse points out, I got to study. I'm a high school student <laughs> and I want to go to college. And everyone is the worst about her priorities. They really are. They're just like, you can't, you're letting us all down. And she's like, all right, I guess that we'll rehearse and then I'll study afterwards. Slater goes into Jesse's book sack to borrow a pin. Book sack. Finds the pills instead. Did we learn nothing from Moesha? Come on. Do if, not send people into your purse if, if you're keeping you things have, Wait, wait. What did they find in Moesha's birth pack? Oh, heaven forbid. Her mom's like, where's my lipstick? She's like, it's in my purse. If you're trying to hide something from somebody, know where it is all yeah, the time. Yeah, give them the thing they want. Don't send them into your book sack. Yeah. Or purse. Or backpack. Um, or Whatever, your bag. So Slater's like, Jesse, I'm worried about you. Give me these pills. And Jesse snatches them away and says, mind your own business. Oh, snap. <laughs> August Sausage County, these pills are my, these pills are my best fucking friends. You try and tear them away from me and I'll eat you alive. August, Bayside County. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this totally gave me that sort of, I gotta get up at five o'clock in the morning and sparkle, nearly sparkle. That old Patty Duke. Valley of the Dolls line. God sure. bless. Yeah, she, uh, have you ever seen Val- in Valley of the Dolls? There's this whole you montage know. very similar yeah. to this music video moment that we just got. Sure. Where like, you know, th- we have shots of her doing all, like serving all kinds of different looks. The editing is insane. There's trampoline choreo. <laughs> and then every now and again, she'd stop and somebody would hand her a bottle of pills. She'd take three nice. of them, shrug, and then jump <laughs> onto the next. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, she's like, it's showbiz, kids. That's fantastic. What are you going to do? So where are we in this goddamn episode? Okay, so... It, we're, it's the morning of the geometry test. Jesse is fucking flying. Jesus she is- Christ. She's, <laughs> if we start this scream, uh, this this scream, we start this scene with Jesse just yelling about triangles. She's talking about triangles so fast. She's so fucking ready. And per Zach Morris's trash, Jesse is visibly tweaking out of her mind and scaring everybody but Zach. Yeah, Lisa Zach and, is. Lisa just- and Kelly are like, is she okay? And Zach's like, let's take this test. We got stuff to do. He's got music industry blinders on for sure. Slater enters the classroom. Jesse icily doesn't speak to him. <laughs> but and- instead chews through the top layer of her teeth. <laughs> she finishes her test first and she tells the teacher, Mr. Dewey, that she's sure she aced it. She hands it in. He's like, you want to check it over? And she's like, no. And, the thing is that we don't actually ever know how she does on this yeah. test. Seems like Maybe she, did she great. fucking aced it's, it. It's one of those things that they do in these episodes where it's like, don't do drugs, but it really worked out for this character yeah, in the short she term. She finished it. Yeah. She didn't fall asleep in the middle of the She's, test, which would have made the point. Way you know? more confident about it. Also, by the way, if you notice, so it's supposed to be, oh, she finished so quickly because she's, you know, on caffeine. She turns in the test, and I counted. Ten seconds later, the bell rings. Yeah, no one else, else finished no it. No one else has finished. <laughs> no one else finished it. So, so she did better than again, everybody else. Yeah, caffeine pills, if you want to finish a test. Seemed to work. <laughs> so Slater takes Zach aside after the test and says, hey, Jessie has a problem. She's been taking these caffeine pills, and I think that she can't quit. And Zach's like, you're crazy. Jessie's too smart to take drugs. She's my friend, all right? I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to sit here and be concerned about her. <laughs> Get out of my face with that concern. I don't have time for this. My girls are playing at the max tonight. Oh, right, we've got an audition. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Zach storms off to the Worth max the trouble. for Hot Sunday rehearsal. The girls have gone back to singing I'm So Excited, even though they <laughs> yeah. have an original song. Sure do. Uh, shrug. I they mean, they do it and they're very excited and they do like an all hands in the middle thing. There's a bit of business with Screech and Lisa. They yeah. don't want not to touch wanting hands. to touch each other. But remember, folks, there were jokes in this. Yeah, we did our best. And then my favorite 
of all time part of this episode, maybe my favorite part of this entire series, is they put their hands in and I think they say hot Sunday or something like that. They go, hot Sunday. And then Jesse starts going, yeah, run, we're going to do it. And then they fade away and she is still screaming as it's they fade such away. It's an outsized reaction. And it's like the things she's saying are like, we're going to knock them dead. We're going to blow their minds. Like it's kind of violent. She's yeah. not just like, we're going to sing great. It's like, we're going to destroy them. Yeah, it she makes becomes it like a like, Stockbroker in the eighties, just <laughs> tweaked out on all the cocaine. Like, like Roy Reed. Reed is good, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, 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 watching it again, I just thought of Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, shit. Wolf of the Max. Yes. So then, where we approach the inmost cave, uh, which, is, which is Jesse's room again, which is an inmost cave of sorts. We're back in Jesse's room. She's crashed. She's dead to the world. She's passed out on the bed, and Zach. Wakes her up and comes through the door this time, weirdly, I guess, because yeah. he's wearing a suit with yeah. the sleeves pushed up, so he's not going to climb a tree. He'll climb a tree in a suit. And he wakes her up and he's like, come on, it's time for you to make me famous. Come on, monkey, dance. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> sparkle, Daily, sparkle. You want some pills? Here's some pills. Sparkle, Jesse, sparkle. And she's like, she doesn't even know what day it is. No, not at all. She's like, Right, she gets up and she's like, I got to take the test. test. I thought, where am I? <laughs> what, what day is it? Oh, caffeine. Right. And then Zach's like, no, the test's over. It's time to go sing. And she's like, I got to wash my hair. I got to do that. He's acting like, oh, you must have made a little goofus there, Jesse. You <laughs> right. already took the test. What are you, stupid? Let's go. And then she starts freaking out because she doesn't have time to wash her hair or study or get into Stanford or do anything. And she starts screaming because she's so stressed out. And she's there's no time. There's never any time. And Elizabeth Berkeley is swinging for the fucking fences mm-hmm. in this scene. She is just like, you know what? This is this is my platform. Yeah. This is my moment. I don't care that this is basically like I've had too much coffee. Everything will be okay if I can just take one of my pills, is her thesis statement at the end. Absolutely. And, and Zach is horrified and proceeds to just like scold her. Yeah, like, hey, Jesse, shut up. You are on drugs? He's Even though Slater <laughs> still not told him. A hundred percent concerned yet. Just still kind of Yet, like... he never gets concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he does the, hey, shut up, Jesse, remember? Well, let's get through <laughs> yeah. the let's get through the big line here. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, J- Jesse is, is still amped about singing and yeah. says the, the, uh, the ever-present, the, 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 what do you want to call it? The I mean, the immortal line the that immortal we all love line. and remember and mock and write op-eds about. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so scared. And breaks down into tears. And so Zach comforts her. I can't put enough air quotes around that. Yeah, so- by saying, Jesse, shut up, Jesse. Jesse, it's okay, Jesse. And then he does this, which I think is just the worst. He's like... I, I know you're scared, but we'll get through it. Remember when we snuck out and rode our bikes to to uh. E.T. and we were riding back and it was so dark? And then that's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. <laughs> this is the climax of the thing. Zach needs to convince Jesse not to take a pill and try to go and sing tonight. This is the worst, worst writing. Now, it's not just that this, that this story is sort of like comes out of nowhere and doesn't make any sense. Mm. But it's that this is Jesse's journey she gets no lines during the Supreme Ordeal. It's yeah. all about Zach telling a story, and he doesn't even relate it and be like, we were scared, but then remember, it all worked out. Once we got home, we got it's just it like together. we were scared, end of story. Yeah. And remember that one time we were scared? That's kind of like this time. The thing, the reason people remember this episode so well is because this scene is so, it seems so insanely outsized a reaction mm-hmm. for caffeine pills. <laughs> yes. So to quote Peter Ingalls' book, I Was Saved by the Bell... 
he says is, uh, what fans don't know is that when I originally wrote the episode with Tom Tinowich, Jesse was hooked on speed, not caffeine pills. But standards and practices, the censorial department of NBC vetoed it, saying speed was too serious for Saturday mornings. I insisted we needed to start dealing with more important issues than we had in the past, and that speed was a vehicle not only for exploring drug use, but also the pressure the kids put on themselves to achieve, but standards and practices wasn't budging. The S&P folks talked it over, told us caffeine pills would get a green light, so we compromised. We kept the episode virtually the same, mm-hmm. but swapped out the speed. I wasn't pleased about it, but hey, we had to start somewhere. It's like if Breaking Bad was like, all right, well, we got to switch it to hard candy. Right. <laughs> Just right. we're making hard candy, but keep everything else the Just same. Just don't change any of the lines, right? Yeah. Yes. And then when they recorded it, apparently, during the taping, the live audience was completely absorbed on the edge of their seats, tearing up. The atmosphere is very emotional. They did it a few times. Everyone in the control room said, we've got what we need. But I insisted we do another take, during which the kids really turned up the emotion. The last take especially, Elizabeth let the moment and the atmosphere overtake her. Mark Paul, who was almost crying, kept adding Jesse to the script, saying, Jesse, listen to me. Jesse, it's okay. So there were, in some takes, nearly 15 Jessies in a two-minute scene. (laughs) We didn't write all those Jessies, but Mark Paul was in the moment really soaring, so we weren't going to bother him. The scene was so good that ultimately we wanted to use it instead of a toned-down version. That makes a lot of sense because it seems as though we've seen this scene, which should have had like five or six little bit lesser predecessors to it, where it's like we were going to amp up to this way over the top (laughs) thing, much like Showgirls, where it's like, was there... Was there a build-up to this? Nope, just crazy from the start. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. And I love how he's like trying to backpedal and like explain away the the shittiness of the scene by being like, "Oh well, he was improvising," and it was like all those Jessies, as if that were the biggest problem. Right. 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 right, right. Come on now. That's what people remember. Remember that one episode where it's like Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, remember that episode where we had like a person with a legitimate drug problem, and then we toned it down and made it seem like you could lose your mind from taking five-hour energies. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesse, I guess, decides not to take the pill. We don't see her make a decision. And then the scene is over. She says nothing. And then we cut to the max. This is the reward consequences part, I guess. Sure. But it's more like a punishment. Uh, it is. It's consequences for us for having <laughs> yeah. watched this long. Screech is lip syncing Jesse's unison part of the original song, the yeah. trampoline dancing song. I forget. Is he a drag again? No. no. But he is That's doing his too own much choreography. Drag. That would have made it great. Speaking of standards and practices. Yeah. It's real dumb. <laughs> Uh, the record company folks are not impressed. Slater tries to explain what is happening, but they aren't buying what he's selling. Mm-hmm. And the girls' four-day-long musical rise to fame Lord. Uh, is at its end. Crashing down. Yeah. Until they form Zack Attack later in the series, and I'll get another shot. Oh, my it. God. Friends Forever. That was the song yep. they sang, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Watching them mime play those yeah. instruments. Ooh. So yeah. bad. Ooh. All a dream, God, by the way. I just that was had a muscle spasm cringing at the memory of that. As they would say. There's something else. There's another thing from... You yeah. remember the musical episodes? <laughs> yeah, it's like Nam. It comes back to you in late stages, and you feel horrible, and you need to drink about it. You're walking down the grocery store aisle, and all of a sudden, you're just somewhere else. You see somebody with spike tips, and you're like, no! <laughs> yeah, right, no! Right, you see Tiffany Amber Thiessen just terribly pretending to play a guitar. So now we have a little bit of a thing we don't normally... Uh, this may be the one of the first, if not the first time we've ever I've ever seen this in an episode we've watched to talk about. Mm-hmm. In terms of the hero's journey, we very often don't get in Act 3, the return to the ordinary world, at all. If we do, it's usually a moment of we see stasis being restored, the return with the elixir, healing of the community. 
But in the hero's journey, there is a step before the restoration of the community called the resurrection, during which the hero needs to undergo some purification, a rebirth to be cleansed before re-entering the ordinary world. The idea being that if you go fight monsters, sometimes you have to be cleansed before you can come back into the sure. community. Jessie's in her bed later. All her friends come to visit her. She apologizes for letting them down. And it's clear she she talks about she's going to have to go to counseling. There's steps she's going to have to take to re-enter. She's like, I always take on too much. I'm so sorry. Kelly sort of half apologizes for putting too much pressure on Jesse. No one else is like, we were really shitty. You kept telling us that you were... We at your max you bandwidth to, to break open your mind with fucking drugs we guilted you we peer pressured you yeah as a group we were really awful we didn't respect your boundaries we, we didn't you respect your leotard. priorities we, we made you a... wear two leotards <laughs> we were a lukewarm sunday at best oh, no one says anything no one says anything to indicate no. like oh my gosh we were i, I realized we shit. were all complicit huh. in part of this and jesse's like you didn't give me the pills i can't believe i couldn't stop taking them slater shows up with flowers yeah. Jesse apologizes to Slater, and then Zach apologizes to Slater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Slater, sorry for uh, this problem, which yeah. I helped cause, but sorry, not I, believing you. Yeah, sorry I didn't believe you when you told me that Jesse had a problem. And I'm, he's like, Slater, I owe you an apology. And I'm like, bitch, you owe Jesse an apology. Everybody you, should apologize to Jesse. Of all of these people, you were the worst. And you're supposed she, to be her oldest friend. Yeah. She and it was said over about, and over again, I can't do this. And they're like, well, don't let us down. So Jesse's like, I'm, my mom's taking me to the doctor tomorrow for counseling. It's okay if I'm not always the best at everything, she says. And I'm like, how about follow that up with you goons need to respect my boundaries. Also, <laughs> also not the best at geometry is quite an understatement. <laughs> she seems to be the worst at geometry. <laughs> not the, not the best at impulse control. All right. And One that's the end of it. That's the end of the episode. Well, Zach lands a... I've I figured out that I'm not the best at everything. And they say, when? And he says, every time I see my report card. Right. Like, because Zach has, <laughs> Zach has to be the <laughs> created, <laughs> created by Peter Engel. Yes, Zach yeah. has to get the last words. Rewatching this episode took me, took me to so many different places. I was thinking about Requiem for a Dream and, oh, and, 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 and the, the intertwining of addiction to stimulants and the entertainment industry where like Ellen Burson's just like, I oh, just, just wanted to be on television. You see, you see Jesse in like a leotard with like haggard hair and like yes. caffeine and pills. And a red like, dress. The caffeine <laughs> pills are like lurching towards her. Gray roots. Jesse's yeah. got the juice. Jesse's got the juice. Who's got the juice? Jesse. Juice by Jesse. Juice by Jesse. <laughs> Go juice. Yeah, no, I was thinking about Requiem for a Dream. I was thinking about Valley of the Dolls. I was thinking about, as always, you know, showgirls. But um, <laughs> as every day. Yeah. Also, could have gone into full again August Sausage County pill raid territory, where it's like, all right, you know, you all know how to do this, and you know, I'm running things now. Who would? Okay, so who would? Uh, <laughs> who would that Weston sister have been? Belding. <laughs> You think Belding would have like stormed the house and been like, okay, pill raid. Yep. Hey, 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 pill raid. Right. You guys made me leave the, I had to leave the max for this. There's half a Salisbury steak. 
So, okay, I have questions for Peter Engel about <laughs> about what, uh-huh. and you could possibly shed some light on this. He says that the caffeine pills were standards and practices, like that was the compromise that they could all like, right, reach. Right, that's what he says. Was, were, 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 were caffeine pills standing in for crystal meth? Were they standing in for like... A prescription pills. The idea like, of speed, like trucker speed. So like crank. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the funny thing about speed is that it just wipes out all of your dopamine. I mean, just that, that scene. I, and so when I think back on the last scene of it, like you're just like after you just like finish a speed binge, like you're just, it's your, your whole entire existence is just like the hours for at least 48 to 72 hours. You're just like stuffing stones in your pockets and going for a swim in a river. Sure. Like yeah, it's yeah. just yes. over. So I think maybe we can say at this point, you've worked at a rehab. I worked center. at a rehab. I was addicted to speed in really? my early twenties. Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've recovered from that. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. It was the bullet train to hell. By the time I was legal to, buy alcohol that was the year i got sober so (laughs) but like but it's because of yeah uh it because of methamphetamine so man so that and that's a part of the reason why i was just sort of like i mean i was fascinated with this episode because of it's a it's sort of just horrendous depiction of uh, of drug addiction and how they managed to sort of, you know, get her to recovery in 22 minutes. Sure. But, uh, well, also, she, she had as much time as she took getting addicted to it. And right. as much time as she had in the music industry. So <laughs> <laughs> she had one third addiction, one, one third flying high, one third recovery. Right. Yeah. Right. And so getting and, done in an afternoon. Okay. So full disclosure, I, I mean, I've disclosed probably the worst of it already, but Okay, so I went to Catholic Catholic school, K through 12, mm. mostly working class people. Uh, the concept of medicating your children at this point in time was still heavily stigmatized. If anybody was on medication when I was in high school, where I was in high school in yeah. Brooklyn, nobody was talking about it. Then I got to college where, you know, it was all kids from way, I guess, wealthier backgrounds and sort of more mm-hmm. suburban places where like, you know, ADD was a thing. And like, you know, kids were being, th- those kids were being pumped with like Ritalin and with Adderall. And I remember a kid gave me three Adderall and I didn't even leave my dorm room and someone knocked on my door and was like, I heard you have some Adderall. And I was like, that's fucking, this is my second day on campus. And he was like, do you want to sell me something? And I was like, I'll sell you two. I want to keep one for myself and see what this is all about. And so he buys them, gives me $10, crushes them on my desk, chops them up with his Boston University ID and snorts them right before my eyes. Wow. (laughs) Welcome to college. Basically. Yeah. It was super bizarre. I tried to take the Adderall and write a, a script analysis paper on the glass menagerie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How'd that sure. work out for you? Tom? I took the Adderall and I re-choreographed the second act of <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie in my dorm room hallway <laughs> with my cassette with other player. Other people who were on Adderall and on my headphones by myself. Did you myself. have a trampoline? Okay, no trampoline. I did wrap a, sh- a sheet around my waist to uh, you know for the Cheetah Rivera parts. Uh-huh. But like I don't know. I I don't. I've never understood uh, Adderall to be an effective. Um, uh, study aid for me because there's nothing about what stimulants do to me that help. That none of that helps me no. focus. As I've, I've had anxiety my entire life, anything that acts as a stimulant is just immediately like, 
I shut down completely. Yeah. Just yeah. completely like my anxiety is just like, hey, look at this. Somebody threw the door <laughs> wide open for me. Right. I just like, walk on in here. Like the shining door elevators, but instead it of was. One, it's just a sense of dread. Yeah. 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 I thought I I picked this episode because it's Camp Gold, but also because it I did think just circling back, I did think that it uh it, it the only sort of oddly good thing about it is that it presaged all of that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, bungled the the sort of the lesson right. of it all. Right. Pre-Osage that. Yeah. Pre-August uh, right. Osage that. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. All right, well, let's, let's, let's talk about this episode as far as its importance. Its so, yeah. it's current day America, and you want to show a group of high school kids the dangers of caffeine pills, or speed spandex spandex <laughs> mostly just the drugs though you want to you want to show some kids something to warn them away from getting into any sort of stimulant would you show them this episode of television no absolutely yeah. not i mean it's not also right there. Th- this doesn't even get into the underlying reasons of why she felt like she needed to be doing no. that that she had stressed herself out that she had all of these external and internal stressors that her friends are being dicks, that her parents are probably putting brush on her. Like all the reasons she thought she wasn't good enough without chemical help to get her life yeah. done. None of that is even, I mean, at the very end, she's like, I can't always be perfect. And it's like, no, that's not, not perfectionism was not the problem yeah, no. actually. So it doesn't even stick the landing in terms of like, yeah, she doesn't go, you know why what? she felt like she had to do all that in the, to begin with. I bet if I design my own major at surf university, I can really get something out of it. <laughs> like, I feel like study. I can definitely get a marine biology degree from surf I mean, university. That doesn't feel right like there. a leap. Um, get a minor in slam dunk as well. <laughs> I think if you showed this t- episode of television to a 2019 audience, they'd stop you and say, no, no, she's doing it wrong. She needs to get this and she needs to get that. And yeah. she needs to, because they'd be like, what are caffeine pills? Right. Mean? Why right. is she not crushing them with a credit card? Right. I think they'd honest, I think a modern day audience, a modern day room full of teenagers, depending on like what socioeconomic bracket you're dealing with, would see them exactly for what they are. It's just like, you know, she, they'd see Jesse as somebody who's just misusing her Adderall prescription, yeah. which some of the kids do, but you know, others among them take them before they're about to sit down and like, you know, plow through a paper or something like that and, and do it well. It's so it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know any teenagers who do this, but I do know that it's very widely prescribed and it's sort of terrifying what the impact yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Sure. My mom was a teacher and she said to me a couple of times that she could always tell when the kids really needed to be on Ritalin and when they didn't, because she always knew, like the teachers could tell in terms of how their attention waxed and waned, how close they were to the time of day they normally took their medication. Mm. And that's when it seemed to be like, really for this kid to be able to pass eighth grade or whatever, yeah. they need some sort of help. Could but, you tell which ones needed to be on crank as well? <laughs> I feel like that was everybody. Well, everybody. sleepy Joe. <laughs> really go for some trucker speed. Oh, narcoleptic Frank in the corner. Uh, what? Geometry? <laughs> oh, oh, geometry. Um, who did you want to hug? I wanted to hug Jesse uh, and Elizabeth Berkeley as well. I want to hug Elizabeth Berkeley mm. and be like, "Look, you will land somewhere, and it will be fine." And it will be First Wives Club, in it's which you are fantastic. It's gonna yes. be some time here, and don't worry. Like, it's gonna seem like the wrong move, but you are gonna land in history. <laughs> you are making all the right choices. Like, the, the, we're gonna go through the "Oh my God, what were they thinking?" To "Wow, that's amazing." Yeah, someday. <laughs> 
I mean, obviously, always Jesse and Elizabeth Berkeley, but also just Lisa Turtle, knowing what that, sure. knowing what's become of that woman. Oh my god! I want to oh hop in a DeLorean god. and be like, "Mama, come that with me! Yeah. <laughs> Get off this yeah. set! Let's go!" Take yeah. a break. Lark Voorhees. We need to Lark do this. Lark Voorhees. Yeah. God bless him. I'm I, not. I'm gonna do a runner here. Obviously, Elizabeth Berkeley. Sure. Slater. Yeah. Slater fucking is trying to sound the alarm. No one. Mm. Jesse's giving him shit. Zach's giving him shit. He sees a problem. He recognizes it. He tries to wave a flag, mm-hmm. and no one listens to him. But it's like, oh, Slater, the boy who cried speed. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you pull your jeans down about two inches and let's talk about this? Oh, his jeans are Get fine your, right where they Get are. Get your jeans under, off under your, his armpits. That's Get right, your God. jeans <laughs> off your haunches, Slater. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Is it working for you? The the poofy the uh, middle aged acid washed everything about. I mean, acid, yeah. I mean, all I, the the, acid so the, like the, this, my sexual awakening truly started when my dad would fall asleep in front of reruns of Magnum PI, but it sure. blossomed. That explains a lot about your current aesthetic. and gentlemen, listeners. No, but I mean, also Mario Lopez was just. I mean, the first person, first man in in kids TV to just have like a jacked body you know uh, mm-hmm. other than like you know the wrestling shows he-man yeah for sure <laughs> he-man don't get Man, me started he's a real. gay icon um uh, so we've been trashing this episode we've been trashing well this episode of television and and elizabeth berkeley but i just i just want to say that, that something really lovely happened with elizabeth berkeley a few years ago uh as the sort of dust settled on showgirls mm-hmm. and as uh you know the, she the glitter, the glitter settled, settled. <laughs> <laughs> and as she just sort of you know she, as she moved on and then then the 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 movie took on a life of its own there was recently uh, a screening of showgirls at the That's Hollywood right. Forever and Cemetery she that she showed up to yes. and she has completely embraced this movie which has become this. this icon for the queer community just because it is so over the top and it yeah. is so and I mean that like she's embraced it as something that people love in a way that is really graceful I think yeah and I don't know. I just want to tip my I hat to her. I heard like a recording of her speaking and it's just so warm and delightful. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. So. And, and, you know, as much as we trash this, I refer you back to our conversation about camp. We're all speaking about it in a very fond way. Oh, yeah. Like these were things that like, you know, crappy horror movies and ridiculous nonsense uh, ABC after school specials. They shaped my childhood as much as anything 100%. else. So, yeah. you know, yeah. say what you will. Oh my gosh. Folks, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us at this incredibly important episode to our podcast and mm-hmm. history itself. And yeah, and we'd like to also thank our guest for, for coming by and yes, speaking thank you. on camp and all things thank you amazing. For Brian Otanio, is there anything you want to plug? Is, is it your rehash of Bye Bye Birdie? Is that coming soon? Oh, <laughs> yes, I'll be por- performing it at, a, your, at, a, <laughs> at Hollywood Forever. <laughs> your one gentleman show. <laughs> I'll be performing. No, definitely not at Hollywood Forever. I'll be uh, smart and final parking lot. Is where I'll be <laughs> In West Hollywood. On they, say, they say if it plays it's smart and final. <laughs> I want to plug Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. We need to have a renaissance. She needs to come back and, yes. and and come out of retirement and grace us with another fabulous performance. 
Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, my thank gosh. you very much. Lovely. And folks, thank you so much for joining us on this, our second season. We're going to be back uh, in a little while. Maybe we're going to take a little break and then come back for season three. Strong. Will there be as much stuff about punkers? Who knows? Who knows? It was I mean, a definitely a light motif of this it season. certainly was. But we may have, that well may be dry. Maybe we'll find something else next season. To really focus our energy We'll on. really concentrate and emphasize that. All right. Until we meet again. Thanks so much. See you then. Thanks, Zach. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hugging and Learning. If you want to visit us online, our website is huggingandlearning.com, where you can find links to all the articles we talked about today, as well as our post office box where you can mail us snacks. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review, and tell your friends about us. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at huggingandlearningpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about the experiences you've had with things we talked about. Or you can send us suggestions on which episodes we should do next. Our podcast is produced by Miles Pulaski, who also wrote our theme music. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chelsea. See you next time. Bring snacks. Mm-hmm.